Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about battle of the treks. We talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yeah. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete. Um, gym owner and all around nice guy um, yeah and there's there's so much good information and good content there that and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah. can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing so yeah this is a great format you can do it on the go put it in your car listen to it it's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yes, we're live. Awesome. Marvellous. Okay, right then, yeah. Hey, everyone. Um, Andy here and Dave. I was going to say them from a, another episode of Mountain Malarkey Podcast, but... Um, <laughs> Tuesday tune in uh, Q&A um, I, I believe this is our 14th or 15, 15th week Dave which is actually crazy is that how long it's gone yeah yeah no, no when you said you said that I think and I was, yesterday and I was like 50 I gotta stop doing this because I'm, I'm in the office today so I'm like moving away I'm jealous I'm jealous You're back yeah, in but, um, no yeah 15 okay. yeah, 15 and 15 weeks man 15 episodes Amazing. I know. It's, it's mad, isn't it? I know I probably cheated a little bit because we did three in one week, that, that, that one week. But um, yeah. Uh, hey, Amanda, um, and hey, everyone else who's joined. Um, hey, everybody. Hello, if you've joined us. And as you're on the, the live as well, don't forget to give us a little thumbs up as well, just to uh, to say hello. Um, yeah. So today then is, as always with our, our, our lives, we you know, it's a Q&A element to it. Um, today, we, we kind of thought about something we haven't touched on yet, really, even though we... Um, uh, sorry, I always get to. I always get to by Brian. He always puts little funny ones in there. Hey, Brian, how you doing, mate? Um, yeah, so we, we we haven't discussed down jackets, and it's one of the the kind of big ones we get asked. Um, you know, before going on a trip to Everest Base Camp, Killy, um, you know, even if you're climbing a six thousand meter peak, yeah, you get asked, you know, well, what jacket do I need? And uh, you know, so we were like, okay, we'll do that today. Uh, you know, we're going to a few things about the different types of jackets. You know, the different fill types as well, because not all jackets are the same. Yeah. Also, there's different sort of levels. So you can get, they call it like the fill power, which is like pretty much how much down or how much synthetic material goes into the jacket. Um, you know, and also as well, like particular makes. Like, again, if you followed us before, you know that Dave like has pretty much all the equipment you can you can think of. I'm a um, although I, I love to was shopping. When it comes I, to was, I said I was shopping. As the life began for a down jacket, um, even though I already have a couple, but you know, you can never have too many. Ah, oh, hey, Byron's on. I know Byron's on, so we better say nice things about the Rab. I think <laughs> nuclear or the Rab Electron or something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, Chris, Phil, Tina, Dave, um, and Asher and Paul. There's too many. Okay, everyone's joining now. Happy days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, no, so yeah um, our social yet is actually off today, so we'll be trying to, um, you know, go through the comments. We have worked out a way. We're trying to see them as well. So we'll be, if we're a bit slower on the um, responding side, um, we'll get back to you guys as, as soon as we can. But yeah. uh, you know, we've got our, our phones on as well. All right, Dave. We'll um, we'll get stuck into it. Down jackets. Uh, yeah. Where do we start? Where, 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 where should we start? Um, they're expensive, necessary. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. The, I think the main thing that I'm going to stop holding that one. It's not time yet. Um, but, yeah, the main thing about down jackets is, yeah, on, on, well, on every one of our trips, you're going to need it. I've gone on trips before where I wore it once the entire time, and then I've gone on trips where I've wore it every single day, even from day one. In fact, last October when I was in Everest Base Camp, um, 
it was one of those where, you know, in fact, it was like well below zero. It was freezing all the way up. So I was really happy to have my down jacket with me. Um, yeah. And also, you know, it's a great, it's a great pillow, <laughs> you know, but you underestimate it's a great pillow. Yeah. But they're also, they're, they're remarkably complicated, you know, yeah. because there's all different types of fill. Um, so, you know, the down that goes in them obviously comes from the, um, the goose down that um, they get stuffed with, um, which obviously gives it a loft and it traps warm air in yeah. that loft and keeps you warm. So the loftier and bigger the jacket tends to be the most warm. Um, but then more recently, in recent times, you get in jackets that are, have got really clever technology in them. So you don't have yeah. to look like the stay puffed marshmallow man to be warm. <laughs> Um, but certainly, you know, it does help. We did Kilimanjaro in February, um, and I wore my loftiest jacket for the summit approach on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but also, yeah, uh, Chris said, uh, washing them is a nightmare. You wash it your is. jacket. I don't think I've ever washed my um, jacket. You know, I, I might wipe down the outside of it. Um, yeah, you, you can get them washed. I actually sent mine back to Rab once. I got a jacket, and Dave, I know you've, you've had the same jacket as this. I think it was called the Rab Infinity Endurance. Uh, it's the yeah, basically Byron has just got the newer version of it. A newer version, it used yeah. to be called the Rab Infinity Pro Endurance with hydrophobic okay. dame. So even yeah. if the dame got soaked, it would still re retain heat and stuff like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, does Rab. Yeah, hey guys, um, just say hello to someone, Paula, Claire, Chris again, Jerome, Ian, Darren. Awesome. Good to see you, Darren. Um, yeah, so with with Rab, basically I had a bit of a tear in the back, so I had um, basically sent it back to to Rab. It cost I think it was about thirty or forty pounds, and they put more more fill back in, and they washed it at the same time. So I was like, happy days. Um, yeah, one thing I remembered as well because I know that obviously we're we're saying hello here, we're talking about jackets. Questions? Any questions you've got about jackets? Do comment. Yeah. Um, you know anything around jackets? Anything at all really? Because I know that. It's not necessarily um, all about jackets. We, we can answer any questions. So yeah, so uh, yeah, far away. Chris has just said that he's um, he got baby sick on here, so not washing it was uh, not not an option. Yeah, yeah, totally agree with you, mate. Uh, I haven't got baby sick on mine. I've got my own sick on mine a couple of times, um, but you know, it's familiar, so it doesn't bother me. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like um, I bring Stuart's actually Stuart uh, Stuart Pinchback. Um, very good question. I think good good place to start as well. So. Yeah, it depends, you know, like, Dave, you've got a jacket there. I mean, I've got a bunch of jackets here. We'll yeah. pull out. I mean, uh, when, you still want that one like that, don't you? Yeah, when not in use, my own personal jackets that I've spent a lot of money on, yeah. I tend to store on the hanger. So yeah. take them out of the stuff sack um, and store them on the hanger as normal. Um, yeah. And then they'll only look like this pretty much. Yeah. when i'm um carrying it around the reason why is because i don't like the idea that it's constantly compressed um when you let it sort of expand its loftiness fills and stuff like that and it just stays in better condition um yeah, yeah this one actually is um uh i believe it's the best one money can buy <laughs> um, I can see why you're gonna. Okay, yeah. It's certainly got the most space age technology in it. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk makes these, but it's the Evertrek branded down jacket. So, uh, no. In all in all seriousness, the, these are good jackets. The the brand is Evertrek. The make is Evertrek. Got a call from James, Mister Wright. Look at that. On the oh, yeah. Is he not watching the live? I know. But, I can believe it. He came yeah, so this is the one. If you booked a trip with us. And you have selected to use one of our jackets. Yeah. This is what you'll get given. If you booked a trip in Nepal, that is. That's in Nepal. Um, yeah. You know, so nothing too special about it. But you can already see that it's, uh, this is unfortunately a small. So it lives in the back of my van, but I never get to wear it. <laughs> but um, Demonstration purposes, uh, Dave. Well, yeah, exactly. This is down filled. Um and it's got like the, uh, I like this, you know, on a down jacket. It's yeah, called, like, you know, yeah. and, and the technical hood, you know. So hey, Michelle, how you doing? It's around your face. Um, so, yeah, so that's a really good jacket. I do think that, um, to be honest, the older I'm getting, I yeah. think softer in the, I'm getting. Um, so I've started using more um, Patagonia jackets, um, largely because they're, they, they use like sustainably sourced materials to make them. 
Yeah. Now, obviously, it's up to everyone. I'm not preaching. <laughs> you know, I still own um, normal um, down jackets. But, you know, the, the older I get, the more I'm thinking that the only thing that in the world that needs to be covered in goose feathers is a goose. And, um, <laughs> very know. good point. Very good point. I've got one of those jackets, Dave. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a nice segue into the... I know. Well, I thought I'd <laughs> try and do it. But no, no, I've got the... Um, so, yeah, this is the, the Patagonia... They call it the, the down sweater hoodie. So if you give that a little Google, um, yeah. I'll drop it in the comments. Um, but I highly recommend this one. This one actually will be available to buy soon from our website. So yeah. do keep an eye out for that. You'll be able to get this jacket branded um, and available. But again, that's not a, a pitch. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, th this one is, I've worn this. Because I would say, Dave, this is kind of on the mid-range of jackets, isn't it? In terms yeah, mid-range, yeah. It's sort of about 650, 700 on the fill range. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're talking a thicker jacket, which is, I mean, this is this is the rab I talked about earlier. This is like 750, 800 fill. Wore this on the summit of Killy. Um, wore this to base camp. Probably I've taken this three or four times now. And this is... Because you've got sort of intermediate jackets, which the Patagonia down sweater hoodie is. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, with regards to if, if you're wearing layers underneath, you can get away with that if you're wearing it to Everest Base Camp or Killy. Um, do you think, Dave, or would you, would you prefer no, to have no, one? It's one of those ones where it, a lot of it, if, because it's, it is a mid-range, it's sort yeah. of maybe equivalent to the Evertrekker jacket and maybe the Rab Microlite, that type of thing. Yeah. Now, whether that jacket is warm enough for you really depends on how hot or cold you run, generally speaking. You can yeah. get like a really hefty, like a, I use the mountain equipment light line. I would say that's warm enough for base, basically anybody. But yeah, when it comes to the mid-range, it does depend on what your comfort level is. Yeah. I would say, you might, yeah, I mean, I would have rather something warmer than that on Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Um, because it was freezing. Um, and I, even with that um, big down jacket I had on, I had to have like a fleece and th you still felt the cold, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I don't normally feel the cold, so that's yeah. why I would say that I run quite warm. And if I found it cold, I would say if you've got the lighter jacket, yeah, probably going to need something heavier. I think for going, probably fine for base camp. Yeah, probably fine for Machu Picchu. Um, you might get away with. Tupacal, uh, depending on the time of year you go. For Kilimanjaro, particularly if you're going in colder times, it gets, you know, you're nearly 6,000 metres. For other 6,000 metre peaks in the Himalaya, you're almost certainly definitely going to need a um, a heavier, at, at least an 850. With regards to synthetic or um, regular down, to be honest, most of the people tend to say that the full proper down um, is good. But like I said, there are other makes if that, you know, if you feel a bit unhappy about it, you can look at makes like Patagonia. I think even North Face do a sustainably sourced one now. Yeah, they have. They've introduced um, or you can go like full synthetic or you can do partway synthetic. So yeah. what that means is it has the, the goose down in it, but it also has syn synthetic down, which will most likely be water resistant to some degree, which is why yeah. they, they put the mix in. Rab are really good at doing that. You know, they have lots of their... Um, Pertex lining and what they call hydrophobic down, which is pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Some great to see some comments coming through and some some regulars on here as well. Um, Dave Town, uh, always in here. Lewis Quinn, even Michelle Squire, she's on here. Hey, Michelle. Um, yeah, I hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, Jerome, Chris, some good questions as well. Um, this is a good one. I think it's from Helen Barker, actually, um, in terms of down or synthetic filling for Killy March. I think Dave... Touched on it a little bit there, but again, with regards to down or synthetic, it's one of those. If you type that into Google, there'd be you know a hundred hundred different opinions uh, whether synthetic's better or down's better. In my personal opinion, I, I always preferred down. I think there's a reason why that was used initially because it is better. But when you you know you're thinking on the sustainable down or even moving away completely from down, because there are some really good vegan jackets out there. Yeah. Um, which I know some of our Evertrekkers, um, I believe uh, Diane uh, Fazakli, who's over, um, I don't know if she's on the live today, but she's got a really good um, sort of down jacket. If she, I, I'll have to ask her what it is. But there are some great ones out there. 
and this is a, this is in terms of the technology now so down has been around since you know mallory and you know that sort of era and then and then i think it got to like 60s and 70s and they were like right we need something that's a lot better than just tweed yeah um, you know which is why they came with using goose feathers and duck feathers and i think when it um then when it comes to synthetic they realize okay it's great but it's nowhere near the insulation properties of down so it, it is moving on a little bit um you know there's i think if you if you're going to stick with rab berghouse um you know it, you're looking at uh patagonia um any of those jackets they, they're good quality jackets whether it's down or synthetic exactly yeah, so, um, uh, uh, yeah i was gonna say just finish off if you do have any particular jackets helen that you you kind of want our advice if you want just send us a little message um if you go onto a website you've got a little messenger bot there just drop a little message there or, or email us info at evertrek.co.uk um, if you've got any specific jackets you want our opinion on, then do message and we can um, we can let you know. Yeah, uh, go for it, Dave. Um, yeah, so just a couple of ones I wanted to touch on. Dave Rimington said, "Down jackets good enough for heavy rain." Yeah, uh, good question. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you should always put. You should like some jackets are what what like I said, hydrophobic down. Yeah, which means that if you get caught out in one, it's not going to destroy the jacket and cause clumping because that's what happens when down gets wet; it clumps together. And you yeah. get like pockets of it rather than an even distribution, which means you'll get cold bits um, and it won't do its job of holding the heat. Um, hydrophobic down is designed to sort of keep your jacket working if you get caught out. Um, if it starts raining, um, generally speaking, I will either try and if it's freezing cold, I'll try and put a Gore-Tex waterproof jacket over my down jacket. Yeah. Um, or I'll just take the down off completely and just stick with... Um, uh, waterproof. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I mean, in the UK you might get it, but generally speaking, I'm thinking, yeah. right, um, in Nepal or Tanzania or Peru, if it's raining, it tends to be warmer, you know, so you won't need a down jacket if it's raining. If it's freezing, freezing cold, you tend to be very high up and you might get snow or something like that. Snow yeah. probably okay because it just sort of falls off and doesn't sort of drench you. Uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully that helps. Nice. Yeah. Sinead um, joined in perfectly there for you know, Gore-Tex for waterproof, down for warmth. And I think you're right there. Yeah, when it comes to, to, to water-resistant jackets, down jackets just don't cut the mustard, do they? Um, unfortunately, I think um, they haven't quite got it there yet with regards to making it waterproof and warm from a um, from a down perspective anyway. Yeah, um, yeah but uh, good to see some other regulars as well. Doug Smith, good old Spud. Uh, old Spud. Um, yeah, Chris, you could talk about whatever you want, mate. This is um, we just get the ball rolling with a subject, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. or anything else. Shoot, but um, fleece and a down on one or the other. Again, there are no rules. You know, you can do what you can do whatever you want to stay warm. When we climbed Kilimanjaro, I had an insulated base layer, I had a fleece, I had yeah. a down jacket, and I had my um, Gore-Tex jacket, and I wore them all at one point um yeah the only thing i would say when if we're talking about waterproofs if we've just kind of nipped onto that for a second yeah. when i was going up um kilimanjaro i had the because the wind was so strong and it was blasting your ears you had to have a hood or something over your head when you're wearing a waterproof jacket like a gore-tex the noise from the jacket itself can be like unbearable it's like a rustling in your ears and it can go on for hours you know so um what i'll tend to do is get a the one that you like best is a Rab, can't remember the name of it, so I think it's called the AI jacket or the Nucleus. Anyway, it's a Rab fleece with a zip right up the front and a fitted hood. Yeah, it's called the Al Pull-On, I think it's called. The Pull-On, no. The Al Pull-On, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, yeah. Basically, I'll have that on under the under the jacket. They're, they're not the warmest, to be fair. Like, um, that fleece Andy's got on is the one that I wore to the summit of Kilimanjaro. Not that exact one, but one yeah. like it. <laughs> this wouldn't fit you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I think it's the Polar Tech 200. So in terms of thickness, you've got, uh, with North Face, they have like 100, 200, 300. This is only the two, but, um, you know, again, it depends. I mean, it was perfect for me. I think I had a decent base layer. Um, you know, I always use icebreaker base layers, a mid-layer fleece, and then a jacket. And it was the first time actually just talking about Killy. Um, you know, while, while we're, we're talking about that, Dave, is that fact is that normally I don't wear a down jacket when I'm walking. Normally I'll wear a waterproof, uh, you know, or, or Gore-Tex jacket. 
Um, if it gets really cold, then I'll chuck this underneath. And then, and then for Killy, because it was really windy, I actually put the, um, if I can remember right, I put the down jacket over my waterproof, <laughs> yeah. which I never do. But I, yeah. you know, it, it does, it does get cold. Um, but as, um, as Doug knows, because Doug was with us as well, um, Doug Smith, um, it was really cold our summit night on the way up to Killy. Yeah. Um, like you were, you were just about okay when you were walking, but whenever we stopped for a drink, you just like the, the cold just got into you. Um, but yeah, I think layers is probably the most key um, because it never, although we're talking about down jackets and fleeces and stuff like that, your overall yeah. sort of performance on the hill and how comfortable you are doesn't come down to just one garment. You know, it's about yeah. layering up for the task and layering is key. So on any trip, um, I'm terrible for it. You know, I'll be stopping and putting my jacket on and off like all the time. You know, on the way up to Killy, I take the down off and put it on. I take it off and put it on. But that's yeah. the beauty of layering. If you pick one item that you have to wear for the whole time, you can be very uncomfortable, either too cold or too hot for a long period of time and no way to fix it. Um, so, yeah. yeah, layering is key. And also layering. So, like, your face layer, that should be, like, almost skin tight because yeah. any sweat then that's on your skin will just be taken straight through off the skin and then will be you know evaporated but um yeah layer i think we've done a blog about layering and haven't we we certainly have yeah i think it was um uh we'll, what we will do i mean normally i say we got the the old uh, the social yeti posting for us we'll put the link um for that article um we'll put it in the comments so just so you can get used to that um i'm just going through some of the questions from top to bottom here i know dave town asked about the rab kinetic alpine jacket i have to be honest like i've never used that jacket but i did a, a little bit of research then I would say, um, from a jacket perspective, it's probably not thick enough for for, uh, for base camp. Um, I would be looking at something uh, because I think that's uh, looking at the price range. It's about two hundred pounds, just decent amount to spend on a jacket there, Dave. So if I were you, um, you know, you do have the Microlite Alpine, which is probably a little bit less actually. I'd say about one hundred and sixty, one hundred and seventy quid, um, which would probably be better than that. Um, I know a couple of Evertrekkers who have worn that to base camp. Um, you could also look at it is a little bit more, but you've got the Rab. I think it's called the Positron, um, which is a bit thicker. You know, definitely, I'd say more of the intermediate to heavy range, because what you've got to think of is that with regards to these jackets, you you don't want to get them just to use for one trip. You know, you like uh, the one thing I found that is that the Rab I spent. Luckily, I spent almost four hundred quid on it about four or five years ago, and it's lasted. But the thing is, I only use it like in depths of winter. I have another one, which is the Patagonia one, which is more versatile. So you can wear it in the spring and the autumn evenings. So think about that. If you're going to spend a couple of hundred pounds on a jacket, you know, whether than just getting the absolute beast just for base camp, um, you know, get something like um, the Patagonia Down Sweater Hoodie or the, the Rab Microlite Alpine. They're a bit more an intermediate jacket, fine for base camp. And then you can use them then with your evenings in the UK. Yeah. Um, so it's always something to sort of think about there. But uh, yeah, Dave, that Rab Kinetic Alpine jacket, probably good enough for maybe the UK. Uh, but I wouldn't use that for base camp, just personally, uh, my opinion on that. Yeah. So cars brought up um, a couple of good things, which. Yeah. Um, I can. I, I. Yeah. I think I can link it to jackets. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> basically, she's been hill walking and basically her phone battery is cut out because of cold. Now, a couple of things about that. One, that's never happened to me. Um, I know that cold does sap the life out of batteries, but I've never had something stop working because of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I mean, I've got a Huawei. It's never once um, stopped working. But what I did do was I'll put it in a pocket within my down jacket and just leave yeah. it there. Um, you know, don't have it in your trouser pocket or in your bag or anything like that. There are loads of people that do it loads of different ways. Some people put it in a sock, you know, but most down jackets will have like an interior pocket. Um, and if you put it in there, it's going to be the same temperature as your body. Um, yeah. So it should never get so cold that it doesn't stop working. Um, there are also cases and things like that that you can get um, that will, like, you know, keep it warm and things like that. But, yeah, um, yeah to be honest, uh, if you go in um, to Kilimanjaro and you've got a down jacket, almost certainly it's got an inside pocket, put it yeah. in there um, and keep it close to your body. And that'll be all you need, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I put that one up there because Claire asked that question a bit earlier as well. Um, yeah, sorry, Claire, we're trying to try to catch all the questions here. And if any of you have asked any questions and we don't sort of pick it up, 
uh, we will go back through and and, and, and respond. But yeah, um, Claire, you mentioned there about the best ladies down jacket um, for Killy. Um, again, there's there's loads out there. I mean, whenever we're talking about the Microlite Alpine, the Positron, uh, the Patagonia down sweater hoodie, they all come in in obviously female sizes. Um, you know, some of them are a bit sort of tapered, a bit different kind of shape, but um, there are ladies' versions of them. And I think if you go to Killy, um, I know there's a the, Dave. You have the Light Line. Yes, it has a, a female version, which is brilliant, as well as the Rad Positron. I think you won't go far wrong yeah. with those two. So yeah, I use the um, yeah the mountain mountain equipment Light Line jacket. Yeah. Um, and it was huge, big puffer thing. It was awesome though. It was brilliant. It was really, it was perfect for me on Kilimanjaro. And I was there when it was pretty cold as well, um, because there was no sun coming through. We had a the best sunrise you could ever wish for, followed immediately by cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like yeah, it was literally two minutes of heaven, wasn't it? And then it was yeah. all right. Well, okay, we're freezing I'll, again. I'll never forget though. The best was um, I always take a bit of um, whiskey with us to have a little celebration. It's the uh, the Scottish side of me, you know, lo loves that. And it's still warm and nice. And I remember we were all sharing this whiskey and um, Andy pulls out his hip flask. <laughs> and with the Doug and says, get some of that down you, Doug. Now, I should say the Doug is a born and bred Highlander. You know, he's the most, he, he is Scottish. Him, awesome Scotch whiskey is like manna from heaven. And I just <laughs> see him like pour it back, open his mouth and... Nothing comes out, and he oh, no, it was uh, it was empty. Yeah, and he um, empty. <laughs> I that the whole way up, and I I realised, silly, uh, didn't fill it at the bottom, but it's just quite weighty. <laughs> yeah. It felt like something was in there. Well, that was another thing. Uh, yeah, it was also uh, shaped. You like a, um, it was also shaped like Logan. a shotgun shell that um, customs at Kilimanjaro Airport uh, found. <laughs> they didn't yeah they didn't didn't like that too much did they but luckily I, they, they let me keep it once i explained there it wasn't a shotgun shell it was a um it was a, a hip flask uh yeah just i'm just going through now with some really good ones on here actually i think if someone's asked where is it Let's have a little look um someone did ask i will just try to find it but you mentioned that the evertrek jacket the ones that you've got the one you've got there dave is it good enough for ebc um then the I one think we, i think it's from monica hey monica yeah I, I hope it is because we give them to people to go there yes it is good enough for ebc there we go um when we go to base camp although you can get really cold temperatures and stuff like that yeah. this jacket combined with a fleece underneath hat gloves buff is perfectly fine you know there are some the main difference really because there's no excuse to be too cold if you know you go into the high himalaya there's no excuse to be cold at all really regardless of yeah. what jacket you've got because you can always layer up this is why i don't like say one jacket yeah. that's good enough for everything including like the summit of everest because if you have that jacket you will most likely be too hot when you're walking and using it. And if that's all you've got on to keep you warm, you're going to be stuck. So when you take it off, you'll be too cold. When you put it on, you'll be too warm. Yeah. A jacket like this um, with a fleece and stuff like that will be warm enough for the coldest temperatures you're likely to experience. The one thing we will say is as well is it is adventure travel. Um, so you're going to get cold and you're going to get hot and you're going to get yeah. wet and you might even get sunburned. I did. That's me. <laughs> I got sunburn on my first three days of Everest Base Camp, and then I had sunburn followed by, like, minus 10. <laughs> it is like that, isn't it? Because the days and the nights, I mean, it, it's like it's like in the UK, isn't it? You know, the weather can change, you know, on a click of the hand. And next thing, you know, it's good to be prepared for all four seasons. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, while squeezing it into the, the duffel bag. Um, Miko's put, uh, obviously, Monica, I hope that answers your question. With that jacket and miko has uh, mentioned um are they suitable for six thousand meter peaks i'd say um with regards to going to six thousand meter peaks is a little bit of a different beast yeah you, you know you're looking at um you know you need a serious jacket there with um you know with something that can cater because the weather can come in and you're isolated on a six thousand meter peak so yeah there's certainly jackets out there i mean we've got some we can hire in nepal that aren't the branded ones um, they're more suited for you know for being there um price range in terms of the um a six thousand meter peak you're looking it's definitely more i think you're talking four to eight hundred pounds yeah going higher as well you've got your down suits 
which are uh, more for 8,000 meter peaks, but I've, I've seen people use them on Island Peak. Um, you know, so it depends on, on your budget um, for those. But yeah, with the, with the Evertrek down jackets, they um, I, I wouldn't kind of recommend them. You could wear them up to, say, um, you know, you'd probably get away with it going all the way to advanced base camp on, uh, uh, sorry, high camp. I say advanced, like we're on Everest. Um, high camp on Island Peak, um, you know, which about eight, 900 meters lower than the summit. But if you're on the summit and you get caught out, um, that's where you need the thicker jacket. So you may as well get a bigger jacket. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Um, price range for our jackets is in the ones, the Evertrek down jackets. Um, again, the ones that we're going to be selling will be sort of 150, 200 pounds, that sort of range uh, for the branded ones. So, yeah, keep a lookout for that. Yeah, but um, just going down as well. Now, as we um, while, while we're on here, I know you're obviously we're going through the questions. We recorded another episode of the podcast the other day, Dave, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, so finally we're getting um, Main to Malarkey podcast back up and running. It's been a little bit difficult to do it whilst we've been, you know, separated yeah. and isolated. But so that's what this is. This was the replacement for the Mate of Malarkey. Now we're going to do both. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's not easy that we're together, isn't it? I know that uh, we, we did a social distancing recording session, wasn't it? Which uh, which which worked out quite well. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so a couple of days. So yeah, do um, you know, do keep a look out for that. We're posting on on here as well as uh, the email list. So we'll we'll let you know. It's a good one as well. Yeah. Um, Something we realised that even though I know obviously you're all on here, but we had quite a lot of messages with people saying that you know I'm not on Facebook. You know, can I listen to this and things? So what we've done. If um, you know you can't stay on for the whole live, we you can rewatch it. We've also put it on YouTube. Yeah. So you can um, you know you can watch it to your heart's content and pause and you know go from there. Um, you know, watch it like it's Netflix yeah. or Trekflix, as we kind of like to call it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. We need to call it that, Dave. Trekflix. Change it to Trekflix. But, um, yeah, I, I keep getting distracted by something that Dave Rimington has written here. I knew you were going to talk about that, which is why my mouse was hovering over it there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, um, <laughs> it, um, so, yeah, what is the score if you need to take a whiz or a dump on the route? Asking for a family member. Well, Dave, tell your family member that. Um, do you know what? It's not as common as you might think unless you've got a bit of a stomach bug because you do pass through fairly regular areas where there are toilets provided or there are um, like lodges and stuff that you can dive in and use. Lots of the people that live in those areas have anticipated your problem um, and there'll be a little like toilet there. Now, have you seen train spotting? You know that bit when he goes in? That's the sort of level you want to be thinking about. <laughs> um, yeah, but like you, know, you put a couple of rupees in and use the toilet. So actually, yeah. not that often you're going to get caught out. If you are having in a situation where you yeah. buy a rock and you, you know you you have to kind of go right there and then, my personal thing and there's something you know you don't talk about is that yes, if you can have like a day sack or something like that, and you are willing to sort of like sacrifice it, you know, put the stuff in there and get rid of it and. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Wherever possible, we try to leave as little of our crap on the mountain. Um, Nicely put, Dave. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, but um, you know, I don't think anyone's gonna kick up too much of a fuss if you've got a stomach bug and you have to dive off and go to the toilet, and yeah. you know, you don't want to carry the paper back with you, you know. But if you can, great. Yeah, you've got to go. You've got to go. You know, it's, it's remember where you are as well. I mean, yeah, Dave. Um, you know, I think Dave. Um, sorry, Dave Rimington. Dave was saying then that, um, you know, it's very rare because of there's quite a lot of villages you walk through. Um, you know, I, I have to be honest, both myself and Dave and some of our ever directors we know very well, have all had to do a wildie, uh, <laughs> which is, yeah, literally behind a rock. And it is what it is. Um, you know, you've got to do it. Um, one thing we have introduced, we've put some sort of little bags actually in each. Um, so when you get your duffel bag when you arrive in Nepal, um, what we've done is, is that we've spoken to Anuj, who's our sort of Nepalese ops manager, and we're now putting um, bags in so you can literally carry it down with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, extra warmth, you know, I'd probably say, you know, don't forget, I, I know you want to be the inner Bear Grylls is saying, you know, hold that to keep me warm. Um, I'd probably put on an extra pair of gloves instead of carrying that stuff next to me, just just me. Yeah. 
but you know it's up to you uh it's up to you david um yeah yeah well you know we don't want to we don't want to give you all the answers you know some of the stuff is fun for you to work out but um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Manjaro as well we do provide toilet tents as well yes um so that's all taken care of sit down toilet tents exactly sit down toilet tents and it's all getting disposed of properly off mountain so yeah that's good but um yeah. it's a good point there um he's gonna he, he wants <laughs> he's going to buy one anyway. He just wants an Evertrek one. No, we are we are putting the shop together. It's quite interesting. Basically, uh, if you if you booked a trip with us already, you'll see that um, the booking area. So when you book it, book in, um, you know, and if you if you if you booked on for your second or third trip, you'll see that it's very different to how it used to be. Um, we spend a lot of time developing that. We've got a great team who's who's, who's sort of working out the kinks. Yeah. Uh, things do take time. Ideally, we would have had it up, up and running by literally March, but as you can imagine, there was things that kind of we had to focus on instead. Uh, but we're not far away, Chris, um, you know, with regards to being able to do that. It's a matter of weeks now. Um, in the interim, I'm sure we can work out a way of, uh, of getting you one, mate. But uh, I'll I'll pick that up with you um, separately. But, yeah, not long. <laughs> I want our little store open um, as soon yeah. as we can. But we want to make sure it's right because we last thing we want to do is release it out there and, there's delays and it's not quite working. It's not quite streamlined. So we want to make sure that all the bugs and kinks are worked out first. Exactly. Yeah. Bruce Bentley um, has brought up a, an interesting one that he's bought yeah. the um, Montaigne synthetic synthetic fill jacket with EBC in mind. Um, I think You've got one of those, Dave. Haven't you? Yeah, I think I have got one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember the name of it now, but no. So yeah, I wore I wore it to EBC and I found it not to be as warm as my Rab, but yeah. totally fine. You know, um, that was actually when we went to EBC last April, I brought two jackets with me. Yeah. My Rab and my Montaigne. And my Montaigne was brand new, so I was looking forward to trialing it out. And one of the other members of the trip didn't have a down jacket um, and was struggling to find one to fit. So I gave her my Rab and I just used the Montaigne for the whole trip and it was totally fine. That was a little bit of a cold one. We had snow and everything, didn't we? So uh, yeah. very yeah, cold. to be honest, depending on which one it is, but I'm pretty sure that we've got the same jacket based I think on it's the Quattro. Just looking here, just have a little Google. I think it's the Quattro or something like that. Because Max had the same one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, it so, did. I, I think the only difference was Max's was like bright orange. <laughs> Which um, was, yeah, we could see him from a mile away. Good question um, here. Jerome has said to expand on Dave Remington's point, what do Evertrade do to minimize, support the environment, the environmental impact of waste? Great question. I like that. Yeah, well, we we, we love that one because um, Icarus, that's it. Yeah, that's the jacket. Um, <laughs> to be it. honest, we do quite a lot. Now, Yes. it's hard to know where to begin. The first thing that we did going back um, right the way to the beginning of uh, 2019. Yeah, February, March time, wasn't it? Yeah, we used to use, well, as is common practice and still to this day common practice on the mountain, there's two ways you get your drinking water. Yep. Buy it, which means bottled water, plastic, waste. Or you use um, chlorine tablets um, yes. in in the water and stuff like that. Both of those items, both of those are not ideal. Chlorine tastes foul. It can upset your stomach and it can give you heartburn. Um, so we tended to see a trend of people wanting not to wait the fifteen minutes for the chlorine, not enjoying the taste. So they did bottled water. Um, but we've actually introduced you now these purification filters. So on every one of our trips now, you will use a purification filter to get your water from a local source. So ever, normally that's like glacial or um, a spring or somewhere like that. And what yeah. happens then is that water is um, passed through the filtration filter, the filtration, uh, sorry, the purification filter, um, and it's completely safe to drink. Uh, both myself and Andy trialed it out and it was brilliant. The water tastes great, no great. stomachs. Um, and it reduces the amount of bottles. And there is a statistic, and do you remember it? How much? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, it kind of worked out. So the first season we put it out, which was basically March, April, and May last year, we kind of realized that we, we kind of worked out what normal practice would have been. So how many plastic bottles would have been used per day per person? Over the course of those three months, we actually saved, I think it was 16,500 plastic bottles, which if you stack them on top of each other, was actually five times the height of Ben Nevis. Yeah, uh, I was just in one season, and now we're into we'll be coming into our fourth season now of using these. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's made a massive difference. I mean, you know, we kind of we're, we're super proud of that, and you know, amongst the other things as well. I mean, Dave, I know you mentioned the plastic bottles there. We've also, I mean, 
Jerome, I know you mentioned that. I, I will. I, I kind of want to take this head on because I've, I've I've seen this before with regards to you mentioned you, you've you've commented there about general rubbish or EBC, but it's quite it's quite frustrating in a way sometimes because we do see, especially in the UK, there's a lot of uh, almost negative press around the rubbish at EBC. Um, now, been there many many times, and you know it's very very clean place. It's it's different depending on the time of year you go, like in the spring, you know, you've got the climbers there. I'd probably say, and unfortunately this is the case, there's more rubbish on the mountain than at Everest Base Camp. Everest Base Camp's a glacier. So, you know, you've got sort of nine months of the year, there's nothing there except ice. Um, you know, it's a very clean place. Uh, one of the cleanest places I've ever been to, in fact. So it's, um, and you know, and, and again, I don't want to sort of knock you down there because I, I, I we get this asked a lot. And it's it's a very good point, um, but most of the time it is just that we do get um, we do see a lot of media out there about this that there's um, you know there's rubbish at, at Everest um, and it's more on the mountain, which is a shame. It's just because of the height and when get, things get left down on there. I know that they're, they're putting um, things in practice for summit <clears throat> for summit teams to actually bring down. But when it get, comes to get into Everest Base Camp, it's very very clean. Exactly. Um, you know, it's mm. probably. I've seen a lot worse, uh, unfortunately, uh, in the UK. Yeah. Um, you know, but we're very passionate about how clean and, and how keeping it that way. Yeah. Uh, on the trips, you know. One of the other um, things to mention as well is that our guides, uh, we utilize local guides and local expertise. So all of the staff that we use, everyone that is providing you the experience and the uh, to go to EBC, yeah, um, they are all local and from the area and have a love and a passion for the mountains so you'll see those guys picking it up we always encourage everyone else to follow suit if you see something but yeah. with regards to picking up and taking back with you there's a project it's not uh our initiative but it's one that we support called sagamatha next and yeah. it's called the carry me back campaign now when you're in namshi on the way back you'll see this big area that they've put aside and they've got these little like foil bags which is basically where they've collected and processed the rubbish the rubbish, yeah. sorry, into these little foil bags. And you can clip one or you can clip 50. It's however many you want to like clip to your bag and yourself. And you'll see people carrying them back. And basically they're taking all that rubbish down from the mountain to Lukla, where yeah. it can be destroyed. So we always encourage everybody to do that as well. Um, yeah, exactly. exactly. What else are you doing? Carbon offset, planting trees, you know, so. Um, yeah, yeah. I know we're kind of, yeah, we're getting into it now. <laughs> yeah. um, we do need, it's kind of bad. We, I know we've talked about it before about the different sort of environment things we've done. But two weeks ago, um, we joined an initiative called uh, Declare a Climate Emergency. Basically, it's um, it's a lot, quite a lot of travel companies um, from the UK and abroad have come together to basically create a plan, um, basically to almost uh, be carbon neutral, if you like, and almost a, a commitment to doing more. So we were, um, you know, we, we've kind of done that. We, we declared uh, a climate emergency. Because we realise that there's there's always stuff that we can there's always stuff we can do more. Um, our relationship with Mossy Earth, so Mossy Earth, if you give them a little Google, they're a um, um, a sustainable project basically around rewilding. So pretty much everyone that books with us, um, it means that uh, for every person that books, we do plant the tree to carbon offset. Um, you know, against you coming on our trips. Um, you know, we we've done that. I mean, I. I it's, I haven't worked out a number yet, but we're going to be quite big uh, with regards to um, the number of trees we planted. But um, we're working with them to actually do that. So quite excited um, about that going forward because we want to make more of an impact. You know, we're not perfect by any means, um, you know, and uh, in our personal lives and traveling, we can always do more and we will um, 100 percent. And, you know, like, like I said, we've got 12 months now to put this project together and. We're quite looking forward to, to working with these other travel companies whilst doing that. Trying to get more travel companies involved because the more the more we can do, um, you know, for the environment, it's still going to be there, you know, 20, 30 years down the line. So uh, that's that's the important thing. Really. If someone has a look at the comments, they'll see that I've magically, um, you know, seamlessly without anyone noticing. <laughs> <laughs> very good, Dave. Very good. Very good. Um, but yeah, all good. And also, yeah, Chris Collins has said he wonders if it's the north side. Uh, yeah, you're dead right. Yeah, it is the north side that's causing it. <laughs> it is. It it's is, as yeah. simple as that. So the difference is, is basically that in China, Tibet, yeah. um, you can drive to base camp. They built a road um, 
and it attracts a different type of tourist. Yeah. You know, um, when we go to Nepal, there's only one way to get a base camp. You've got to walk. Um, and that attracts a different type of mindset where people are actually interested in the environment and the experience of trekking. The other side of it is more like, I'm just going to go drive and see Everest. And yeah, you will see like more rubbish and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, but Everest and Everest Base Camp is actually cleaner than it ever has been, uh, ever has been because of yeah, the climate initiatives that are coming out. So yeah, it is really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm just going to bring up this comment from Tony as well because um, whilst we're on the live, just to remind everyone, I know Tony's um, Tony's obviously got himself involved. That about a week ago, we launched the uh, the Kilimanjaro competition. So we've launched um, what was it? Probably about six months ago, we actually launched Kili. Had some great ever trackers reach the summit of, of Kili, and we thought, right, let's um, let's take two people for free uh, on another another trip to Kilimanjaro. So yeah, get yourself involved. We'll put the link um, in the in the comments um, just so you can get yourself in there, Dave. If you can drop it in, mate, that'd be wicked. Seamlessly now, uh, like <laughs> yeah, as you do it. Um, but yeah, get yourself involved because uh, for yourself and a friend, um, you know, we're offering those two spaces for free. Um, and there are some good runner-up prizes as well. Um, we've done previous competitions before, but doing something a little bit different um, with that. So, yeah, definitely get yourself involved if you're looking to get to Killy. Um, it's actually mad. We've had over, like, almost 8,000 people register so far in a week, which is mad. So I, got, I can see there's a lot of people that want to go to Killy. Um, you know, so, yeah, get yourself get yourself in that competition, and it's, um, it's really good. I mean, the more times you share it, uh, it's a prize draw, so you basically get um, yeah, your name in a hat. The more times you share it, then uh, you get more names in the hat. So, yeah, definitely get involved. Um, obviously, Tony, I can see, has, has been involved. Something else as well, that before we – before the live, me and Dave had a chat, and I had a chat with um, almost um, – well, how would we label Jen? I know she's the blonde Yeti, but she looks after pretty much a, a lot of different aspects of, of Evertrek, and we were discussing – um, we are looking to bring on some new Yetis, um, you know, some new staff over the next um, sort of few weeks. So we know that we've got a great community. So we'll be putting it out to our ever trackers anyway, because uh, we're looking for um, you know a couple of people to join the team. Um, if you are interested to get the application, um, just put uh, if you comment new Yeti, um, we'll send you the application and we'll go from there. Because if you if you're keen to join the team um you know we'd love to have you if you especially if you're part of the community you know what we're all about um you know and, and you want to join myself dave and the rest of the team um you know definitely uh, put your name in the hat we'll be putting it all out over social media anyway um and different channels but yeah if, you, if you're keen to join uh, myself dave and, and the other yetis um then yeah just like i said comment new yeti and we'll personally send you the um the application all right um right we got few more questions, Dave, haven't we? I know we've... Um... Wait a minute, Shane Ryan has said, have I missed all the jacket talk? Um, no. Welcome to the Evertrekker Tuesday tune-in with myself and Andy. <laughs> um, hey, Shane. No, mate. Uh, quick, fire away. If you have a question, ask it. Um, yeah, Chris, no chance of winning. That's not strictly true, mate. The more times you enter, the more chance you get given. Um, and, <laughs> you know, it's completely free if you do it via the link. I think if you send a text message, it might cost a little bit. But I guarantee you that about 10,000 text messages probably cost less than the cost of a trip to Killy. So <laughs> I haven't done the maths, right? So don't quote me. That was just a throwaway statement. But um, No, no, very good. Very good, David. Um, let's have you any, any information issuing visas. Bruce, um, I'll bring this up anyway because I know, again, I know we, we always start off talking about different things and we, we go off topic. I know we talk about the environment quite a lot on this call. Um, but you mentioned about Nepalese government starting to issue tracking visas again. There's a couple of things. Look, if you've already got your visas, depending on if you if it's delayed, I believe Nepal are allowing you to extend that or reuse them, Dave. I I know you've been heavily look, uh, speaking with Anuj, but yeah. Um, yeah, it won't be long, and they will be um you know they will be issuing those visas if you yeah. do. You can get it when you arrive. You don't have to do it um you know when uh, beforehand. Yeah. Every time I've gone to Nepal, I've actually just done it when I arrive. Um, it's quite simple. Um, sometimes it takes an hour. But you can get an arrival visa, uh, you know, for your trip. But Dave, I know you've, um, you know, we've done visas like when we've gone to say Kili, uh, you know, Tanzania, other yeah. countries. You can get it before. Yeah. Uh, there is an embassy in London. It's always, a, I, I'd always say, if you're going to go out there, and you know, we've had a lot of customers who are rescheduled, 
for the spring to the autumn and go into next year. And, you know, all all things are go at the moment um, regarding the autumn. We're super excited. Yeah. You know, um, there obviously might be some sort of slight changes to make sure that we um, we adhere to social distancing. But, um, you know, we're really excited about the autumn um, and our other trips, um, you know, around about that time as well. Yeah. But, yeah, Bruce, uh, we'll definitely keep you updated. We do have – I will share, Dave, we've got a COVID-19 page on our website, haven't we, which we update when we get new updates. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll put the link at the bottom. Um, if you do um, are up for any updates, go on that page because that's when we put any updates regarding things like that. Because um, as soon as we hear anything, we'll, we'll obviously put it out to the community. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I hope that helps. Shane. Let's have a little look. Uh, what are we going in? Going next May. What's the day night temps? Um, Shane, I presume you're going to. I'm just trying to think now. Where's Shane going, Dave? I think he's going to EBC. Killing. <laughs> yeah, I think Shane's going to EBC. I used to be able to know everyone's name and trip by memory, but um, I believe I know. Uh, in fact, hang, hang on a sec. I'll just have a little think really quickly here about where Shane would be going. And um, <laughs> base camp, actually. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, so you're going in May. To be honest, May is a funny one um, because you, you, you oh, have yeah. in spring. During the day, particularly in the early parts of the trip, it's going to be warm. It might even be shorts and T-shirt weather. Yeah. Every night in the Himalaya gets cold, um, and it is very changeable. So it's very hard for me to give you like uh, this is this temperature. This is what you can expect. What I will say is that um, EBC in May is not going to be epically cold. You know, you can expect it to be relatively mild uh, during the day to quite warm, and yeah. you can expect it to be relatively mild to quite cold in the evenings. Last time I was there in May last year. It wasn't that cold, I don't think, really. I think we had a couple of days where the down jacket was required, but the you, you certainly don't need like a super heavy fill, really expensive down jacket. You just need a pretty good um, jacket to be able to, you know, like, like the one that we can provide, this one, or yeah. like the one Andy has mentioned previously, the Patagonia, um, again, I believe. Yeah. This one? It's a great jacket. I always want to put it on now. It's so nice. Yeah, you see, yeah, Chris, I'm glad you noticed, mate. You you can't teach this. This <laughs> level of uh, smoothness and delivery is something that, you know, it comes natural to me. <laughs> no, it's great. We, it's, it's always the same, isn't it? We, I know we got some questions. We normally would get, um, I, I know our, our social yeti, Lauren, uh, is on here with the questions, but um, I say she's off today. So we're, um, we're trying to pick up your comments, but we will, any ones we haven't answered, we will come back and um, and, and, and obviously answer them. Because I, I was just, I had a couple of questions at the top there and I was about to bring them in and now they disappeared because I can't actually view them. So sorry about that. We will um, we will get back in there. But Dave, yeah, jackets. I know we've, we've covered off pretty much everything, haven't we? Is there anything else around down jackets then? That would be the happy? only thing I did want to say is that um, the jackets that we do provide is on our Nepalese trips. Yes. Um, so yeah, at the moment we can only provide the equipment in Nepal uh, yeah. because we've got a long relationship with those guys, and it takes time um, yeah. to be able to produce them for you in a quality that we would consider Evertracker quality. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that we are going to be pushing on all of our trips. So in uh, Machu Picchu, in Peru, um, Tupacal, Aconcagua, and Argentina. Um, Kilimanjaro and Tanzania, all of those places we're going to be looking to provide the same level of service. Um, yeah, so stay tuned on that. I know it's um, that's an Andy project, that is. That's what <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's um, pretty much it's, you know, we've launched a lot of new trips in the last six months. Um, and, and Dave's right, we are, um, when it comes to these sort of things, the jackets, I mean, first things first is getting the trips ready, you know, ever track a fine, if you like, ready for, for you guys to go on, which is great, done that. Um, the sort of added the added bonuses um, like these jackets, it's um, something we're definitely going to be able to to roll out on all of our trips. Um, you know, so, yeah, we will keep you informed on that. Um, Shane, I know you've asked about the cost of the jackets. Um, yeah. With regards to the down sweater hoodie, again, you're looking at about 180 pounds for that one. Um, the one that Dave's got in there. This is this is, this is this is two grand, Shane. Um, <laughs> if you make your payment out to Dave, the painted yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so basically, uh, this is a free rental. So 
this jacket here, if you went um, on to Nepal and you selected to use one of our jackets, you yeah. can do that via your members area. Um, this one of these will be given to you um, by the team in Nepal, and it's yeah. yours for use during the trip. Um, we have heard some. We have had some talk about being, you know, you guys being able to retain it after the trip. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'll have to update you on that and find out where you are. It all depends on how much stock we have, um, because we can't afford to sell them all. <laughs> you know, because if yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, in April, May's customers might have something to say about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, we're definitely looking to do that because one thing we do like and we love is that you know each one of you guys on here and everyone else that's not watching is all part of the Evertrekker community. You're almost like an extended family. I get more messages from Facebook than Evertrekkers than I do my family, actually. Um, so, um, you, know, you know, and we love the fact that you guys are proud to wear the Evertrekker name on the jackets and pieces yeah. and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So we have got things like hats, patches, jackets, all sorts of stuff. Yep. Um, but it's about getting down... And getting everything ready, and like Andy said earlier, the the online store, which I'm super excited about because I am yeah, so not far away. Not far away. Kidding, <laughs> uh, honestly, it's it's been percolating in the background for for probably in more or less six to nine months. Um, but again, with the developments of the the, the membership area, um, you know that's definitely taken priority because that's where you manage your bookings, manage your trips. Yeah. Um, you know, the little Brucey bonus of the uh, the jackets will be far away. There'll be a lot of gear. Everything you pretty much need for a trip will soon be available to buy off us um, through your members area. Yeah. Um, so definitely. And uh, yeah, Dave, Dave Town, um, I know you've been on the live. Uh, you've probably watched since the beginning, I think, because you were one of the first on. So thanks for joining us again, mate. Um, yeah, I, I think we, I believe we answered earlier, but I, I think it was uh, Mika who was on on the live um, about the uh, the jacket. Is that jacket good enough for Island Peak? Um no, it's with, with these are base camp and Killy, um, the ones you can you can you can hire off us from. Uh, sorry, the ones you can buy, but we do have ones that are available to hire that are good for Island Peak in Nepal. Um, but they're not branded; they're just um, they're just for use for Island Peak, but they're not branded yet. Um, but yeah, probably gives us a reason to make some branded ones, Dave. Yeah, um, yeah. For Island Peak, I think North Face Summit Series, um, stuff like that. The higher higher end, bigger feel, really mega warm jackets are the ones that, um, to be honest, the best thing you can possibly do because 6,000 meter peaks now are becoming more of an actual um, staple of the, you know, trekking and mountaineering community. Yeah. That, you know, it used to be that you had trekking clothes and you had like extreme mountaineering clothes. Well, now there's that little niche of 6,000 meter peaks. If you Google best jacket for 6,000 meter peaks, I know that's me maybe teaching you to suck eggs. You know, weirdly, right? Google just heard that and it popped up. You'll find some really good uh, makes and models that have been designed specifically for that purpose and boots yeah. and things like that. A lot of them might be a bit overkill because they include things like, you know, Amada Blam and technical clothing, um, the, the trekking peaks and stuff. You don't need particularly technical. You just need it to be warm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, have a look. And uh, if any of you, by the way, find something interesting or you want my opinion on it or you want to ask me a question about it, um, you know, drop me a message. It's my favorite subject. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you you have enjoyed the equipment um, talks we've done. Um, that's why I usually let you have a lot. Right. I'm just, I just get set you off the lead because you are equipped. When it comes to equipment, you're the man. Um, I mean, stuff. I'm no, I'm an early bankrupt man. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jerome's just hard as well in terms of catalogue. And uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Cheers, Jerome. Um, yeah, thanks for being part of the community. I know you joined on loads of the lives. Um, yeah, well, as always, you know, in, in, instead of having like a catalogue, what we do is it's going to be on your members area. So um, you're booked in, you'll be able to go into your members area. You'll be able to click on, um, you know, basically the, the equipment store and it'll all be there online for you. So we kind of, we always try and limit the things we kind of send out um in the post if you like um, there will be some sort of breakdown for you um so yeah definitely so you can say uh, like if it was everest base camp you click on that and that's all the equipment you need for everest base camp all right so yeah i hope that answers your question guys right dave yeah i can't believe it's been an hour already done well is that is that all um yeah. <laughs> that's been great it's been great but uh, yeah thanks for joining us today uh, another tuesday tune in um we'll be back next week on tuesday yeah. but in the interim, uh, as we mentioned earlier, on Thursday, the next episode of Mountain Malarkey podcast, uh, 
yeah is out so definitely look out for that get yourself into the uh, Kilimanjaro competition if you haven't yet I know Dave you put the link earlier and yeah if we aren't, haven't answered your questions um we'll come back through the um uh through the questions now and just reply but so yeah thanks for joining us again guys Dave as always mate I'm a bit jealous you're in the office Yes, mate. Yeah, we're starting to uh, phase, phase the office work back in. Um, yes, it's, it's a bit lonely, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> um, one thing yeah. is, well, yeah, if you guys have any um, subjects or topics that you want to be the focus of one of these Tuesday tune-ins, um, yeah, then cool. drop us an email. Um, you can email it to info at evertrack.co.uk. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's a, a specific subject you want us to mine into, um you know we'd be more than happy to do that so yeah drop us a uh, drop us a line help us out <laughs> yeah exactly yeah great stuff all right cheers dave thanks Your everyone way. and uh, yeah catch up with you soon see ya bye bye awesome so i hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the mountain malarkey podcast um yeah that was something a little bit different wasn't it from the tuesday tune in but i hope yeah. you enjoyed it i must say you were brilliant on that episode and <laughs> 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 thanks mate thanks now if uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>